CHP Radio on the Hackers Paradise Podcast Network, your number one source for all things golf. Subscribe on iTunes to never miss an episode. Hello, you golfing legends, and welcome back to another episode of the original Off Course. I'm your host, Dan Edwards, and joining me this week once again is Mr. Josh Talgy of Titleist Golf fame. Mr. Talgy, welcome back. Oh, man, Mr. Talgy? I, most people don't don't give me that high praise. Uh, but, Dan, it's great to see you, buddy. Great to be back. You know what makes me sad, though, is that everybody can't see this sweet Day shirt that you're rocking right now. <laughs> you know, I'm trying to play to the crowd a little bit because I'm sort of embarrassed to wear it in public right now, but I am rocking the uh the who day shirt with the, the bengal tiger on it our, our boys in uh in orange and black are not faring terribly well to start the season i'm kind of sad uh, are, are you doing all right all the way on the other side of the earth yeah things are uh here's the good news when you live in southern california and you wake up at 72 and sunny things t- tend to just drip away and, and don't really bother you that bad um but but yeah things are going great and just got back I actually been playing playing some golf and was just with with your team uh, down in beautiful North Carolina. Uh, speaking of 72 and sunny, gosh, we had good weather and and really got to spend a few days with the, the THP crew at Dormy Club. Yeah. Yeah. So Dormy is a ridiculous property. Um, and, and I believe this is your second Dormy network experience. You went to Ballyhack last year and now Dormy Club this year. And, and technically it's my third in that I went to Dormy Club about six years ago when it was just opening the, uh, the Dormy network had just purchased it and they were starting to create what has now become the Dormy network. But when I visited there the first time, they didn't have any of the, uh, the accoutrements, if you will, of there were no cabins, there was no clubhouse. There was, uh, it was, it, you, you checked in at kind of like a Quonset hut. And I remember all they had were hats and ball markers if you wanted to buy a souvenir. Um, and, and now it is, is very different. You could stay on site in these great cabins. Uh, the food is terrific. Everything is really just kind of taken care of. And, and it's, um, the, the one thing that hasn't changed is the golf course, which is spectacular. Just, just such a great core Crenshaw design, um, right in the Pinehurst area. So it has that, that feel, I would say, um, for any of you Bandon Dunes fans, it reminds me so much of abandoned trails, but in Pinehurst, it has this great routing. Um, no two holes feel the same. Uh, all the par threes face a different direction, which is really cool. It just it's a it's a terrific golf course. So, is there were there a couple holes that really stood out to you there? And and I'll preface that by saying that for whatever reason, I saw the 18th as the first hole, and I couldn't get it out of my mind the entire couple of days I was there and the couple of days that I left. I I just felt like that was such a fun hole to play with the setup, the, the pain around the greens. Like it, it was just really cool. Yeah. I, I thought 18 was, was nice. Um, 17 really, I think overshadows it from just a visually, just a, a terrific looking hole. You've got this great par five where you've got a, um, you know, it's not, it's not the easiest tee shot, but it's a very doable tee shot. And then you're faced with this great risk reward of um, you've got a se- severe uphill, uh, green, but it's usually within, if, if you've had a decent drive, it's, it's in the go zone. Um, but there's trouble up around the green. And so it's a, it's a real neat risk reward, beautiful setting. Um, and then it's fun to, as you come in on 18, I think what, what makes 18 so cool is really the added pressure of all of these people kind of sitting out on the back deck, watching you again, very similar. We're in, we're in the Piner area, 
So it feels it has that, you know, number two vibe to it where all these people are outside seeing, are you going to be able to get up there or not? Uh, and I did, I did get some cheers on our, on our first, uh, first day afternoon round. I had a, a pretty good shot coming in. That's awesome. Did you play well while you were there? Uh, you know, I, I think everyone always has these visions of, I'm really going to take it deep and, and play great. Uh, I played for me, I played quite well. Um, I, I think that we had we had a very good golfing group with us. Uh, the TH peers all played quite well. Um, the difference was in in the morning rounds we played from the the black tees as as they're designated there, which is about sixty. Uh, the caddy close was playing around sixty eight hundred yards. Yeah. And then in the afternoon we would play our second round. We moved up to the white tees, which was around sixty one hundred. Um, and what we loved about doing that is that way you could play the same course and have completely different shots in. Um, and again, this was an irons experience and we wanted you to play all these different shots. And so, um, it certainly played, you know, for me, probably about four or five strokes easier from the up tees, uh, than, than all the way back. But in both cases, just a terrific golf course, really fun, visually gorgeous. And, uh, you get to hit all the shots. Um, you know, there's a lot of shot quality there, which is fun. Yeah. So, you know, my new obsession with these U505s you guys created and how much fun I'm having with them, right? We've talked about that before. Um, yes. You and you and Ben on are just going one head cover, just driver <laughs> only. I love it. Well, I've actually, I've got the head covers on the, the utilities to make me feel like I should swing them more like, like that kind of powerful slot. You know what I mean? Plus, I like it. it. Number one, I, I get to accessorize still, which is super fun, but also you do love keeps, player. Yeah, I do, man. Uh, mostly in the bag. I'm pretty basic when it comes to apparel, but you know, when it, when uh, when I when I get them out there, we moved up to the white tees for our second round as well. And the ability to use that one in the three uh, on those different holes, I'm, I'm thinking of a couple holes that, like that one. I think it's um, the this ain't seven hole. Is that 14 where it goes up? Yes. Chance to yep. chase the green. I was I was almost pin high with my one iron there one day, and then. Uh, the, the following hole, um, is yeah, that 15. 15 that goes yeah, another, like, another, so another drivable par yeah. four. Uh, so we had, you we gotta had, kind of fit it in there if you're going to try to go for it. But I think that's right. what, again, such a cool golf course that you can, you can take those risk rewards. Yeah. So we had three different guys go out with three different ways. And I had that, you, the, the U five Oh five one, and I just roped one down and put it on the front side of the green. And I felt like a hero, you know, it's so fun to play that way. Um, and, and I love that about that golf course. What I do want to do before we get too far into it, even though I'm really enjoying the conversation about Dormy is we spent a lot of time last time, uh, you were on the show talking about my fitting, uh, shout out to you guys for letting me go experience that before, uh, they came to retail to get a better understanding what your goals were with this, uh, this release of T series irons, the ability to get fit all the way through the bag rather than just focusing on a head, uh, and going from there. I, I'm wondering, Josh, since you got to see so many TH peers up close and personal, did you have that resounding effect after they went through their fittings that your new style and your new concept is really play, paying dividends for them? I think, Dan, it was one of the biggest things that stood out for me on this trip. I always, whenever I leave, I kind of jot down, what are the, what are the big takeaways? And right there at the very top was how blown away these TH peers were with their fittings. Um, we, you know, we get a chance to not only play golf with the team, but we have all of our meals together, right? So you really get a, a chance to, to chat. And I had asked the group, you know, had you been fit before? 
and just about everyone had been fit for different parts of their bag. But to a man, they said they'd never done as thorough of a fitting as with the title fittings that they went through. And it was really fun to get their feedback on how much they enjoyed it. And then more importantly, watching them hit their irons. You know, there were so many guys who under their breath, you know, would hit a shot. And I would just hear them say like, God, I love these irons. A um, couple of them dropped some some F-bombs, as they would say that as well. <laughs> uh, but so but it was it was so much fun to be just kind of in the in the background. You're part of it, but but step behind where you just hear someone's like inner monologue said out loud and they were so excited and we saw it firsthand you know the guys hit irons and and really throughout their bag whether it was and almost everybody many of them had mixed sets um but being able to see their excitement of playing the clubs and really paying off this great fitting that they'd had was uh was really enjoyable and and you know you and i have talked about how much fun we have on these trips one of the guys asked me when we were there he's like hey are you gonna go to the Ryder cup and I was like, you know, I'm I'm actually skipping the Ryder Cup to be here with you guys because I have an absolute blast doing this. This is as much fun as we get to have all year. And it's such a great group. Hopefully, if you know, if anyone's listening to this thing that is has thought, gosh, should I try to should I sign up for these events? Should I try to be part of this? And if you haven't done it before, I would say try it. You know, that if, if we pulled, you know, the, the team that was on our trip here, I think they would all say the same thing. We had a bunch of first timers on our trip. And we just collectively had so much fun. I was having as much fun as they were. Most of the guys were on kind of their first trip ever to the Pinehurst area, certainly their first THP trip. And so I, I would say, you know, if you've been on the fence before, sign up for it because it's uh, it's really a blast. So I do want to paint a picture a little bit there for the folks who don't follow with the THP experiences that go on. Uh, Josh, uh, our Josh here, Talgi. Uh, and THP got together and decided to create an iron experience hosted by Dormy Club or at the Dormy Club in, in uh, North Carolina. And the whole thing was brand new set of irons. Go get fit for them. Go experience them. What I thought the coolest thing about it was we get to follow along as THPers on the forum. So we get to see everything go on as it happens. And we get lucky when the uh, the participants take us along, show us pictures. So the very first day they're there, they're having dinner all the guys are getting their irons and seeing them for the first time, opening up like it's Christmas morning. So we've got this, you know, beautiful uh, uh, giant table in the dining room with all these clubs sprayed out everywhere, some swag around it as well. Uh, and, and what Josh is talking about here is the following, I believe the following morning when they finally get a chance to hit these things for the very first time in their specific build out. Um, so I, that has to be, that has to be feedback in the most raw, rawest of forms, isn't it? I think one of the cool things, Dan, is the range opened at seven o'clock, and every one of our guys was just was already there, ready to rock. <laughs> you know, they're they're waiting for the range attendant to put out the golf balls, uh, and I think that that speaks volumes too. Just just how much fun it is anytime you've got new clubs that you're raring to get after, uh, but certainly the. They were they were properly excited to to get their first swings in. Yeah, and and so you've you've had this dinner, you've had all these discussions. They have access to the incredible people for, directly from the company, and then they get to go and sleep on the idea that they still haven't hit these irons. It's a it's yeah, a beautiful, exactly. cruel, slightly uh, lubricated experience, <laughs> and then obviously the success went from there. I, I had a blast following along, seeing these reactions just as, and it, it came through on the forum as well. The way, the way you're speaking about it, these guys talking about the excitement that's coming off the clubs. 
now that I've hit them, I get an understanding of why, because I think, and not just from my own experience and, and, uh, providing the clubs, uh, letting people hit the, the T one fifties, which are in my bag, but, uh, you know, seeing some of these other communications, you you can really get a sense that there's something cool about this new T-Series iron. Um, and I want to circle that back to you and ask, how has the how has the experience been from your side getting that feedback from amateur golfers? What what are you hearing the most of? And and I, I'm really curious as well, what iron has impressed the the largest group of people? Well, thank you, Dan. The, uh, the feedback has been terrific, which is which is always very humbling for us. Um, people are really enjoying the look and feel throughout the set. They have totally bought in on this idea of mixed bag approach. Um, so we're seeing significantly higher mixed bags uh, or mixed iron sets than any time in the past, um, and that's been that's been really great. As far as irons that that kind of jump out, uh, we've seen. We've, we've got a lot of superlatives behind T350 where people are just like, boy, I've never really thought about playing a game improvement iron before, but gosh, I'm, you know, I got to play this thing in a four iron or five iron. It's just that good. It looks that good. It feels that good. It's so much easier to hit than any other four or five iron I've had in the past. So we're getting a lot of that. Um, certainly T200, the, the over resounding feedback there is, wow, the feel is so much better than we've ever seen before. So you can hit this thing really high. You can really launch it. Good speed and distance that's consistent, right? There's no fairway flyers, but it feels great. And then T150 has, has probably been, uh, you know, the guys here, some of the people have called it the bell of the ball, um, where it, it just fits in this perfect area where it's just a little bit bigger than a, than a standard tour iron with T100. And it's a little bit stronger, but players are finding that they're getting these, they're, they're getting the forgiveness they want from a tour iron. And as a reminder, we've got these big chunks of tungsten in there that really allow us to do that out in the toe and the heel and spread that sweet spot across the face. And so that's been, that's been our, our top selling iron, you know, in the first call it first month of, of being in market. And we're very excited about that, but, but everything's doing well. And obviously T100 continues to do so well, not only on, on global tours, but in the marketplace. So they've all, they've all done really well, but I would say T150 and T350 have wowed people the most with T200 being being right next to it. So maybe you can't answer this for me. Maybe you can. I'm curious between the golfers who come from a Titleist iron or who maybe played the last T-Series iron versus golfers who came from a different manufacturer, has there been a bigger surprise between either of those groups is the quality of, number one, the feedback, uh, and number two, the the results they're getting with this this setup? I, I would say it's been similar feedback from both groups. The difference being that if you're a Titleist player, you've already probably experienced, you know, the, the, the fact that we, when we design an iron, we really want it to be in perfect proportion. We want the blade length to match up with the top line, to match up with the offset, to match up with the sole width. All of those things, we're looking for this great proportion. So you've, you've probably experienced that. Um, but what you haven't experienced is, just how how easy these clubs are to hit. Um, you know, Dan, you mentioned guys coming from maybe the last generation of T-Series. We, we, we don't see tons of players do that. Typically we see, you know, two or three generations older come back. Um, the buying cycle is usually closer to four or five years than it is to two. Um, and so we don't really have as many players that were in the last one that are moving into this one, except for when you talk about tour players, 
really good college players. Um, and their feedback has been outstanding, which is, hey, the soul is working that much better. It's giving us that turf interaction we're looking for. And it feels so great. And then I think as you as you look at, you asked about people who weren't playing Titleist Irons to come in. I think what they're so blown away by is the level of fit and finish throughout the lineup. And this idea of how do you how do we really fit you for your iron set, not just an iron set. So we're going to find the the irons that are going to match up best for you. Um, and using those kind of those three Ds that you and I talked about before, that consistent carry distance, really tight dispersion, and steep descent angle, ball coming out of the sky, and combining that with five mile hour ball speed gaps, we're going to get you into the right set. And so um, we saw at our event. Um, we had, we had a mix of players from a competitive standpoint. We had some ping players. We had, um, three different Strixon players, uh, and we had a, uh, a couple of Titleist players, a couple of TaylorMade players, uh, and a Mizuno player. So kind of, kind of what you'd guess is like a rep pop that we're, that we're changing over. Hmm. Uh, you mentioned something about players just wanting to get the 350 in the bag and i thought that was interesting because there there's a lot of times looking back on how i built my bag out where i can go as forgiving as possible near the four iron which i'm assuming is something to to what you're suggesting here uh i've been hearing a lot lately that the technology and irons nowadays is progressing so much that you can almost start to move forward instead of instead of going to as forgiving as as you can possibly stand going to less forgiving because it's made such a leap from the previous version. I feel like I feel like T150 is really becoming of that experience. You get a guy who may, might be previously in a T200 uh, who definitely doesn't want to make the leap to 100, but personally, I, I, I look at the undeserved success I've gotten out of a couple strikes off the 150s. I'm like, there, yeah. there must be some truth to that, that you know, that dual tungsten in there is supporting a lot more of those off center or high strikes that, that, uh, normally you wouldn't get out of a T 100. So the question back to you is, do, do you see the potential as you continue to build your tech story uh, of golfers being able to move forward uh, to a, a, a more aggressive iron, as opposed to moving, uh, I guess forward isn't the right word I'm looking for. You, you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I think when you look at what used to be our players' irons and AP2s, we are significantly now more forgiving, even in a smaller setup like a T100 or now a T150. It's about the same size as an AP2 that are that are more forgiving than an AP2 was, you know, because we've been able to engineer things differently and use tungsten in um, in ways where we're really pushing it out towards the, the toe and the heel. And in the case of of T150, we've got just this slight muscle channel in there. It gives you a little bit more speed and a little bit lower CG to really get that ball launching like we want it to. Um, and you, you, you hit on it, Dan. It's terrific off center. That's that's what makes this iron played by so many of the best players in the world. Is it looks great, it feels great, and when you do miss hit it and golf's game of misses, you're going to still be rewarded with a really pretty good shot. A really pretty good shot. I love that. There, there's a, a saying in our group that. Just keep quiet until your ball lands so you can decide whether yeah. it's worth being mad about it or not. <laughs> we, you know, we actually, that's funny because that happened quite a bit on this trip where players would hit one and they'd be like, oh, and they're like kind of groaning and leaning. And then it hits the, it hits the green and everybody at the tee box is like, whoa. And, you know, the player would be like, oh yeah, I, geez, I, I thought I really missed that one. They're like, turns out these things are forgiving. 
Yeah. Um, and and so that was, part, that was right? pretty cool to see. You don't, there, there's a really interesting conversation there between the quality of the strike that feels good versus the quality of the result on a strike that feels like not as good. You know what I mean? And, and I feel like when you get on the line, you might focus a little bit more on the contact quality than you would on the shot quality, especially from someone like, hey, I took my new irons to the range and this is what I felt like. You get these guys on the golf course. You're like, oh, I didn't hit it great today, but I hit four more greens. <laughs> it's like, wait, so what exactly irons, you know? <laughs> yeah, and, and that's really what we talked about, you know, in our lunches and dinners afterwards was, you know, how, how did how did you how did you hit the irons? And to a person, they were just like, I can't believe how many more greens I hit than I normally do. I, you know, I, and they got to hit all the clubs through their bag. I think that's part of, of the greatness of, of dormy club. The setup they have um, is you do have all the shots from four iron down to, you know, nine iron pitching wedge into greens. Uh, one of the things the guys talked a lot about, especially on the forum after the fact, was you, you have a pretty cool putter in the bag. At least you took one with you this time around. <laughs> What's so exciting about this putter that everyone's freaked out about? It's an older Titleist. Uh, it's older not that Scotty. old. Um, I have a um, I have a a Terillium Fastback 1.5, um, and so it's that kind of that that small mallet. Um, and it's, uh, the, the Trillium gives it a, a really unique feel. Um, it's done in a black finish. I think some of the guys think that's pretty cool. Much like the original Trilliums were done in, in, in black. Um, and, uh, it, it's, uh, it's a putter that I really like. It's one of the things where, um, you know, I, I get a chance to, to spend a little bit of time with Scotty every once in a while. And, and, um, he had mentioned that, that, you know, a lot of times the, the putter kind of chooses you based on, uh, you know, the art of putting, the setup that you have, but it's also, what does your eye look like? What do you like to see? And he, he based on, on the car I have, he's like, this is the, he's like, I bet you think these are really pretty shapes. And I was like, yeah, absolutely. I always look at this as a, as a gorgeous shape. He's like, yeah, it's because you like, you don't like hard lines. You like, you know, soft and rolling. He's like, that, that's, that's what, what appeals to you. He's like, your putter should be no different. Um, and so, and, and I, uh, put it, put it pretty well, uh, with the crew. Um, Marnie had a, uh, a, a pretty neat putter to had, um, had a square back, um, which, which was, uh, which was, was real pretty. And, and a lot of the guys were, were drooling over that as well. <laughs> Those aren't the easiest greens to put on there either. You know, we were, we were fortunate. The, I, I think we had, um, we had really good conditions. It was, it was cool in the morning, warm in the afternoon. Um, and we were, we were in good shape. The, the greens were rolling really true. Um, it was really fun. Uh, there, I saw a lot of, a lot of THPers make a lot of putts, um, well, which, which was great. I have been dying to know you've, you've played two pretty ridiculous courses in, in that Roto, which would be Valley hack and dormy. Do you have a favorite between the two? I, Dormy is a style of golf that I really absolutely love. I, I like, it, you know, this is a core Crenshaw course that is designed to mimic very much a Donald Ross Pinehurst style golf course. Um, and I, I like that. I like that you have options off the tee. You talked about, you know, you could, you could hit different clubs off the tee. And even in the group, the, you know, people could have different start lines and aim lines that they're looking for. I think that that's really neat. 
Um, now, Ballyhack is is different in that, in that you really have to commit to a certain number and a, and a certain line that you're going to be on. There were a lot of tee shots where you kind of needed to hit it something like 220 yards. And if you hit it 200 yards, you were in trouble. And if you hit it 230 yards, you were in trouble. Um, and a very exacting style of, of play off the tee. Both really fun, both really exciting, but I prefer more of the, the dormy club. I've been trying to make that determination for myself. I, I tend to lean into that more Carolina style. I, I love the visuals there. It I just felt that Ballyhack was such a unique kind of built into a mountain type of experience. It's it's hard to get that visual out of your head. You know what I mean? Exactly. It's it's unlike other golf courses. You mm-hmm. know, I, I I started by even saying, "Hey, Dormer reminds me," and I named a couple other golf courses. <laughs> it me of, right? Ballyhack doesn't remind you of anything. But um, for my for my idea, especially when you're bringing in groups and no one's ever been there before, I liked Dormy in that, you know, we I don't think we didn't lose hardly any golf balls. You know, you 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 can hit a bad shot, but you're just in the pine straw. And and granted, that is penal. It's not easy to hit out of, but it's better than you know dropping it into 16 inch rough where you're like, ooh, that might just be gone. Yeah. Um, and so fair. so I think there's. There's an element of that. And then you also get to hit, you know, some of these fun pine straw punch outs where you're trying to like flight under one tree, cover a bunker. Uh, and there's a little bit of swashbuckling there that I, that I think players like. <laughs> uh, when I was down at Dormy, I was in the pro shop and I noticed some beautiful golf bags with the the logo on there. Do you know which ones I'm speaking of? Probably our new Lynx Legend bags. I, yes. I saw some of those uh, in there as well. I, I will say too. Again, being back at Dormy six years after my last visit, they, they have certainly upgraded the merch. I'm currently wearing a, uh, a Dormy sweater. Um, where and the where smell it's, too, it's, yeah. Yes, yeah, they have a signature <laughs> scent, um, which, I, which is kind of funny, especially as a guy who used to work on Old Spice. Um, love to see a signature scent. But yes, you can uh, you can buy not only a signature scent, that is, is they've got it in a diffuser, an aerosol diffuser, um or a pump action diffuser and then they also have a candle yeah with the, they have with candle the they have a spray they have uh yeah those little sticks that that shoot smells out of them <laughs> yeah i didn't yeah. uh i didn't Tell- bring that home but i but but back to the uh, lynx legend um uh, very cool high-end bag you can you can find it uh on on telus.com uh as as well it's it's really a very classy bag we, we originally created these bags for high-end country clubs uh, minimalist branding, um, and and they're uh, they're very pretty. Um, the, the your team was nice enough to to send me one of them uh, in early days, so I've I've got one as well. And there's never a time where I take it to the golf course where somebody doesn't say, like, "Hey, that's a that's a cool looking bag. Who makes that?" You know, I probably point to the it's very small, but I point to the titles logo that's on there. Yeah, I I was just recently on the website looking at some different bag options from you. Is, is there a an intent right now from Titleist to expand on some of that? Because I think that really hits a defined portion of the market. And then you have some of your more traditional bag styles, which I think people are more familiar with. Something you can find in your big box retailers that uh, I would say are competitive with most, if probably all others. Is there? Are you making waves there? What's what's the play on the the soft goods side? Yeah, our, our gear team continues to do a terrific job, really understanding what our golfers looking for. So whether it's a 
a lightweight carry bag or you're looking for something that's going to be waterproof with our stay dry series um, all the way up into cart bags right there's a, there's a lot of people who that's how they like to play golf is to have that bigger bag where they can really fill it up with with a lot of with a lot of you know storage um, and so they've got everything for any golfer that's looking through that and then certainly Lynx legend has been kind of the highlight here in the back half of the year kind of a really big focus in in Q3 and, and the back half of how do we take this this real elegance um, and and bring that to golfers. So they've got an option from Titleist with you know really strong quality uh, and and a very pretty bag. So one of the things I want to circle back to since we we talked a little bit about fitting, but it was mostly based on the iron side. And and I've been so aggressively UT for so long that I don't spend a lot of time thinking of the other components of it, but. Now that you're going through that process and, and golfers are, are running through the fittings themselves, there's a really challenging question at the top of the bag. And especially when it comes to um, a blended iron set. So for example, yeah. I blend at the four iron, but then there's like three more slots until you get to, or two more slots until you get to driver. It's like, okay, now what do I do? Uh, you have awesome fairway woods, you have awesome hybrids, and you now have awesome utility irons in two different models. Um, uh, it can become a bit of a challenge for golfers to really define what is their biggest need there. So from a fitting perspective, perspective, what's that like if they're looking just beyond just the irons, how, how do your fitters go through that? Well, I think the big one is do what you just said, Dan is go to see a fitter, right? Don't, don't try to guess your way into this. And I know, and I, I love reading the forums and I know the guys around there giving each other advice as to what you should go get. Um, but it, you're still kind of guessing a little bit. And one of my favorite phrases is why guess when you can know, and you can know exactly what you need when you go see one of our fitters, you know, visit titles.com. You can find a listing of all of our fitters that are near you. And then you'll really find out. And I mentioned those three D's that we look at supplemented with these five mile hour ball speed gaps. That's what we're going to look for as we work up your iron set and go from irons all the way up to your driver to figure out, can we gap you correctly? Because at some point, everyone's going to have a breaking point where you can't get that consistent carry distance or you, your dispersion gets way off or your descent angle gets way too flat. It's not steep enough. That ball's not coming out of the sky high enough. And, and or you can't get those five mile hour ball speed gaps between clubs. And that's when we start to introduce what we'll sometimes just say is a different chassis. That different chassis could be a bigger iron. It could be a utility iron. It could be the bigger utility iron. It could be a hybrid. It could be a high lofted fairway. And we have all these different options for you at the top end of your bag. And I think that's where it really becomes quite custom for each golfer is figuring out what do you need? You know, it, the, the days of having driver, three wood, five wood, maybe hybrid and then into irons that might work for some players, but it's not a, the reason we will never do a box set is that that's not going to be right for everybody. We want to find out what's right for you. You know, for some players, it might be, you know, they go irons then in into a hybrid and then maybe they go with like a four wood, like a 16 five and that bridges them to driver. There's all these different options that exist. And so I would just say, please go see a fitter. They're going to walk you right through, all these different options we have for you. And we're going to make sure that we find those five mile hour ball speed gaps, because that's going to properly gap you in your bag for which clubs do you need next? Yeah. And, and shout out to TH fears out there who are on the forum. Cause typically their response is, Hey, go get fit. But also here's my thoughts. 
Oh yeah, yeah, and and <laughs> yeah. Hey, I, I love that because they're trying to help, right? Yeah. And, they're, and they're saying, "Here's what I experienced," and and but each each person's a little different. We all deliver the golf club in a different way um, from each other, and and so you know, Dan, you're a perfect example. You you don't you fairway woods don't agree with your swing, but utility irons work terrific for you, right? And so it's like, great, this is this is why we have these options. But there are there are equally as many people that are the opposite that would just be like, I can't hit a two iron. It's just mm. never going to be something that I can do. But boy, I can I can hit a seven wood with the best of them because having that shape and the ability to just sweep that thing across the grass is very easy for me. And it becomes suddenly the easiest, you know, 220 yard straight up in the air club they've ever hit in their life. But we've got all these different options in between for you to figure out what works for your swing. So be, before we wrap up, I want to ask you about golf balls because there's been an interesting goings on in the in- industry, uh, more related to a plant that that produces a lot of golf balls, getting a very significant level of damage hitting it. Uh, does that have any impact on Titleist at all? I did see the story you're referring to, um, and the good news is no. For us, it, it does not have an impact on us. Um, we, we actually own and operate all of our own facilities. It's one of the things that the golf ball team, they do so many amazing things, but, but one of the things that really steps us apart from competition is that we own every step of the process and whether that's from design, making our own tools, owning and operating our own factories, we control that, that performance and that perfection all the way through. And that's what, that's where I, you know, every type of Titleist golf ball, whether it's, you know, from Truefield all the way up to Pro V1, Pro V1X, AVX, um, we've got these incredibly high quality standards that, that really help us lead the industry. And, and that's why, frankly, we're the number one ball in golf. Is there anything you guys are working on that you can hint at or anything new potentially coming down the pipe? Well, I would say one of the things that JB and I were talking about is next spring, we, we've got to figure out a way to do another event around wedges. We'll have new Vokey wedges coming to market in the spring. And I, after seeing how excited this group was about doing a proper iron spinning and being able to get those irons in their hands, I think we could do something similar with wedges because there's far too many people who have never really done a proper wedge fitting. And you know, and when I say that, it's it's less than twenty percent of dedicated golfers have ever gone and done a real wedge fitting. Um, and now we've got good options for you. We actually have a really cool tool. We call it the Vokey Wedge App, where you can go into any retail store and get fit indoors. Um, it, it's like fifteen swings takes about maybe fifteen twenty minutes, and you get a really good sense of what what should your grind and bounce combinations be through your Vokey lineup. Uh, and then certainly, we'd love to be able to get anyone outside being able to hit shots in and out of bunkers and around greens. Um, and, and what we see there is um, you immediately play significantly better golf because think about the number of shots you have a short game. Uh, it, it is just such a big impact on your score. So we've got, we've got new Vokey wedges coming in the spring. I think we've got to figure out a way to, to do another THP thing. So, um, so I'm, I'm, I'm working on that. Uh, and then, you know, if everything goes well, around this time next year we'll be able to do a driver event and and one of the things we told the team when we were together was you know if, if somebody does an amazing job of of writing reviews and and we'll make that kind of a contest that we could bring a a repeat winner back 
with us, but we'll still have space for, you know, a, a handful plus or half a dozen or however many TH beers we're able to bring for this driver event next year, which is going to be a, a real showstopper. That sounds awesome. Yeah. TH beers better get excited for that. Uh, what about any tour stuff? You got anything crazy going on out there? Any funny stories? Well, you know, we, we just had a bunch of guys playing in the Ryder Cup, which was exciting. You know, I think as you start to look through who's playing our driver, um, we had we had a lot of guys who are playing our driver that are not contractually obligated to. Um, you know, so whether it's Matthew Fitzpatrick, uh, Justin Rose, uh, Bob McIntyre. I mean, I feel like I'm, I'm listing off all the entire you know, European team. And then on the American team, uh, half the team was playing playing our driver. So TSR continues to be, you know, this this product that is really separating ourselves from from competition. Um, you know, and, and you know is used now by U.S. Open winner and Wyndham Clark and Brian Harmon, the Open Championship winner, uh, are both in in TSR as well. So it's, it's just cool to be able to see um, the success we've had in in that space. Did you uh, survive? Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was, was going to say um, I'll have probably some more good tour stories coming up. Where we're going to meet with some of the guys out there in this little bit of a off season, if you will. So we'll spend a little bit of time, you know, checking in, making sure their bags are all set up. And then uh, I mentioned this, you know, we'll have new wedges, so we'll be spending a little bit of time with the guys um, on some on some wedge work stuff. And those are always fun because that's where their creativity really comes out. And and you know, the when you look at the cast of characters we have. Um, the guys can be, can be pretty exciting. I'm, I'm, I'm especially excited to, uh, to go spend some time with, uh, with Max Homa, obviously at a terrific Ryder cup. He's one of our, one of our favorites. And, uh, and then another guy, Tom Kim has, has, has quickly become another one who's, who's really just infectious to be around. He's, uh, gosh, he's, he's fun and exciting. Um, we've got, we've got a great group, uh, that we'll spend some time with. So he, Homa took that drop in the last hole he played. And and I'm assuming Vokied himself to perfect position, made yeah, that putt. Made that putt. That was uh, that was probably my favorite part of the Ryder Cup, considering how disappointing it was for Team USA most of the way through. But but that moment there was pretty wild to see because you you got these guys saying, "I don't know if you should drop there," and then he does, and then he owns the hole. It's like what a play. That was cool. I I had assumed that your entire office went, came into the office for that very moment just to cheer. <laughs> uh, we weren't all in the office, but yeah. there was a really good chat thread going for a lot of us. Um, you know, there, we're just like, well, what would you do here? Why are we doing this? Is this the right play? Yeah. Um, but we, you know, JJ Van Wiesenbeck, who heads up our PGA Tour team, he and the entire group, they really are part of these players' teams, if you will. So, like, a Joe Griner is somebody that we've spent a lot of time with, and, and JJ and team have really worked with Joe. So, he Joe Griner knows more about Max's equipment than Max does. I guarantee that. Um, and he's the one, you know, I think Max said it very well in his post interviews. He's like, hey, Joe's the brains. He's making the call on what to do. I'm just swinging the club. He's telling me what to do. But having Joe spend as much time with, with JJ and our team is really key to that moment. And, and having that trust and having that faith that he knows – what he can accomplish from a lie like that. And then you can take the risk of taking an unplayable in a match play situation with literally the Ryder cup on the line and be able to pull that off. I, I can't think of anything better um, to showcase 
the trust that, that the players have, not only in our in the service that we provide them, but in the products we give them. Yeah, and it's not just Wedge there too. I, I need to credit Ball as well. I mean, the ball has to react in a certain way, and and clearly Max is dialed on that side of things. Uh, the continued success. Where's where's my uh, left dot, my friend? Where are they? Uh, do you do you need some? <laughs> the world needs more Pro V One left dot. You know that? Yeah, I, I, you know, I think I might have said this even on the last one. I would I would first encourage everyone who thinks they need more Pro V One left dot to try Pro V One. Right? There's a there's a reason why it's the number one ball in you know in golf. Um, it is a terrific combination for a majority of players where you're going to look at flight feel and spin um, and it will fit a vast majority of players kind of that mid-launch mid-spin kind of a you know a, a, a softish feel if you will um, probably one x for the player who wants a little bit more peak height and and wants to get a little bit more green side spin uh, with a slightly firmer feel those those two golf balls boy they're going to fit majority of people um, but yeah so i'll work on your on your left dot, uh, and as a reminder, the, people, world, the, yeah. <laughs> the left the left dot is is something you know we've seen Tony Fino and others have great success with that. Yeah, being able to, you know, really help them keep the ball flight low and and the spin low because in most cases the players that are choosing that have so much speed that they are generating ample spin and launch that they actually need to help backing that off a little bit. Mere mortars like myself don't really need. A product left left out, um, Dan. But but we know that golfers are out there do. So that's why we make these different these different options, and that's why we offer them. Okay. Well, hey, I always have a blast having you on. I, I love this story. I, I really one of the things you guys didn't get to experience is typically when I have a guest on, we chat just for a little bit before the show starts. And and I was thrilled to hear that Josh, before we got the show started, just was really celebrating that THP experience he had, the ability to see our guys just just this raw emotion experience getting to firsthand go through the fitting process and then actually get to play them while titles watch them is it's such a unique moment for i think everyone involved including us following on along in the forum so if you guys ever wonder just how connected and emotionally invested these companies are i think this is a beautiful example of that uh and not to mention when I mean, you gave up time to go to potentially go to rome just to hang out with us so like what a guy I, we absolutely love it. And what a wonderful group from, you know, we had Lambo and D-Nice and Dazo, uh, you know, I'll, I'll, Troy, gosh, what was the last part of this thing? You changed Troy. his name to Troy, hashtag Troy is his new name. <laughs> oh, great. Even better. We had, we had all these, <laughs> this, this terrific group um, that was, that was so much fun to spend time with and play with. And I, you know, I'm, I'm probably forgot, you know, Keith Prater or Prater Keith, yeah. Um, these it, it was so much fun to not only be on the golf course with everybody, but have have dinners and have drinks, um, do some events. It, it, you really get to know people, and we love doing it. It helps us continue to to humanize this great brand that we have. And I think for THPers, it gives you a chance to to really see um, the inner workings of what goes on. You know, we had we had Marty Inez who heads up our irons development team. I mean, he he literally is our own Iron Man. Right, and, and he's there um, answering every question possible. And Jacqueline Duncan, who is really kind of our external facing person who works with all of our ambassadors, is just a joy to be around and, and such a, a genuine person that makes everybody feel, you know, that they're the most important person there. And so it's it's a fun team. We love doing it. I can't wait to, to do it again. Um, that's why I was saying we got to figure out a way to do a, a 
a wedge thing in the spring. So I don't have to wait all the way till next year. Yeah. <laughs> it's not selfish at all. You're doing it for yeah. everyone else. I swear. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> doing it for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, we appreciate you as always. Uh, folks, if you're out there and you haven't tried the new T-Series irons from Titleist, I would strongly recommend going to get a fit uh, to see what, how they work for your game. My process, my experience was great. Uh, you can go on the TGPA forums and follow along with a lot of the golfers who went to this particular event. They've talked through their fittings and their experiences, why they did what they did based on their recommendations. And now you get to uh, read their experiences as they play their local rounds with it. So go check that out if you haven't. Uh, and Josh, I can't wait to hear about those new wedges, man. Let's have you back on and, and tell that story when we can. Yeah, we'll get we'll get the whole wedge crew. We'll get Corey Gerard and a silky smooth Australian accent on here, um, and and maybe uh, maybe a couple of the the R and Ders as well. But uh, awesome. thank you, Dan. Great to great to see you. Great uh, spending some time with everybody. Uh, as I said before, if you ever have a chance to sign up for one of these events, do it. It's worth it. We have a blast, and I think you'll enjoy it. And then, uh, Dan, I'm just going to leave you with this. Let's go, Twins. Come on, it's time. Oh, Got to take down the Jays today. That's hateful, man. We're recording on a Tuesday. This hasn't happened yet. For the love of my sanity and my household of one in three Bengals, first of all, there is no way a month ago you would have said, Dan, you'll be three and one in fantasy football and your football team will be one in three. No one would have bought that. And in fact, they would have put big money on the Bengals. <laughs> uh, mm. But go Jays. That was very cruel. Uh, you might be off the Christmas <laughs> list at this point. But uh, yeah, whatever. Hey, if you're out there playing golf this weekend, have a great time. Make a count and have fun. I know for us, season's almost over. So I'm going to go and have the best time I possibly can. Smile. Tell someone that uh, you think they, they have a beautiful golf swing, even if they don't, because it'll make them feel good. We'll see you guys next week. THP Radio on the Hackers Paradise Podcast Network. Your number one source for all things golf. Subscribe on iTunes to never miss an episode.